With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook again, at Golf Unfiltered. You can also send me an email, GolfUnfiltered at gmail.com. Before we get into today's episode with Bill Halawade of Mura Golf to talk about the exciting new CB301 cavity back irons, a few quick shout-outs, like I like to do every episode, to our friends who make the Golf Unfiltered podcast possible. First and foremost, thehackersparadise.com. If you're listening to this on the THP mobile app, our friends over at Cleveland and Strixon Golf brought your equipment down with me to Arizona when we went and visited the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which was a crazy time. Definitely a bucket list item. Played some extremely good golf, actually. We played two days. I had no doubt that I would play extremely well with the equipment I was using. Once again, Cleveland and Srixon Golf, thank you for that. And last but certainly not least, our friends over at BudgetGolf.com. Be sure to check out all the great sales they have going on every single day at BudgetGolf.com. So Bill Halawade makes his return to the Golf Unfiltered podcast this week. It's been over 100 episodes, and I just find that insane to think about. We talked with Bill about two years ago. Um, I had the opportunity to play Mura uh, golf clubs for about a, two years. And uh, over the course of time, I slowly realized that, you know what, these bladed irons that I was using just weren't for me. Uh, today, however, we are talking about the CB301 irons, the newest irons from Mira Golf, which I had the opportunity to see uh, and get an up close and personal look uh, at the PGA Merchandise Show. And CB, of course, stands for cavity back. And what's really interesting about these new irons from Mira is that not only are they more forgiving than probably what I was using before, the MB001s, but also the wide range of playability from skill sets all across the handicap spectrum that the CB301s are at least advertised to hit home uh, with. And so Bill and I talk a lot about the forging process, the world-renowned forging process that, of course, Mira Golf is known for. We also talk a lot about the different benefits that the, CB, uh, the CB301s can bring to your game. And we also talk a little bit about the budding direct-to-consumer smaller companies that are popping up. And we just talk very briefly about this. And I do appreciate Bill going into this at least a little bit with me because I know it's it's kind of a sensitive topic, especially when you're uh, trying to not talk about other brands. And, and so uh, Bill does a great job you know, offering his opinion. Um, certainly appreciate him going down that path with me. 
Uh, and, you know, really, the whole conversation that Bill and I had was exactly that. It, it was a conversation that was very free-flowing. And so when we come back from the break here, you're, we're just going to pick up the conversation where it felt natural to pick up. You know, I didn't do the the normal intro, but Bill is just a, a wealth of knowledge. He certainly is so passionate about what he does over at Mira Golf. And so I hope you really enjoy this uh, conversation that I have with Bill Holowaty of Mira Golf. Hi, this is Bill Hobson from the Four Golfers Network podcast. And as you and I enjoy this episode of Golf Unfiltered with my friend Adam, I'm reminded of an indisputable reality. We, as golfers, are nuts. We chase a small ball around the planet, spending thousands of dollars in the effort to get that ball into a tiny hole. We then yell at the ball and curse it when it doesn't listen, even though it can't listen, it's a ball. This insanity is all part of the magic of the game, and it's what we celebrate on the Four Golfers Network podcast every Monday when a fresh episode comes your way on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, you know, all the places. So after you finish listening to Adam today, I'd love to have you check out the Four Golfers Network podcast, that's F-O-R-E, where we celebrate the game with top-name guests and an exploration of the things about golf that both drive us crazy and bring us back for more. I stink! The ball is just sitting there, and I can't hit it! Your forging process, um, you, Mr. Mira, as you know, uh, Adam, believed that, uh, he felt anyway, that the forging uh, process, or how golf clubs were forged, um, didn't allow for the for him to manipulate that grain structure within the club head to where it was the densest uh, as possible. And because of that, uh, he his his quest or his journey to design the perfect golf club um, took a took a uh, was this in fact that uh, let me go back just a little bit I apologize um, his quest for the first for, to design the perfect golf club really relied on him redefining how a forged club was made and that was to separate the hosel and the club head during the manufacturing process. Mm-hmm. So being able to do that allowed uh, him to put a precise amount of heat, a precise amount of uh, force into manipulating that grain structure. And as I've uh, used as an example through the years, um, able to turn that grain structure uh, under magnification into what amounted to a glass jar filled with sand mm-hmm. compared to uh, other forging processes, which might, the, uh, the grain structure would look like a glass jar filled with marbles. So you can imagine there's no gap or void between the grains of sand. When the contact with the, the golf ball happens, the energy transfer is complete. Um, we often hear golfers describe hitting a Mira iron as feeling soft or buttery. Mm-hmm. Uh, when in fact, uh, Mr. Mira will tell you what they're really describing as solid. Mm-hmm. And, that's what happens with with the forging process and that's what you'll find with the cb301 as you will find with all our irons and i think the, the thing where i'm most proud of it in, in discussing this is that that although mira over the years uh, might have been most well known for players clubs uh, be it a blade model or a player's cavity back model um when we uh designed the 301 the uh, often question um, we, we received recently is, you know, am I 
is it different from what I would feel in, in a blade or is it different than what I would feel in our in your MC 501? And the answer to that is is no, because the forging process is identical. Now, obviously, there, there are some differences in design which can account for feel and performance. But in terms of the Mira feel, uh, you're going to experience that in the 301 just like you would in our in our blade models. So, mm-hmm. really proud of that fact that you get you get to experience what the Mira feel and performance is. And you know, I've I've actually played the blade model for a couple of years, the MB ones and I felt they were great. And over the course of just I don't know, not practicing enough, I, I found that I did not get. Uh, they, I just wasn't as good as I once was, and so I needed something a little bit more meatier. And so, if I understand you correctly, Bill, you know, the, the forging process that the Mira family started long ago, when you could use the analogy of the sand versus marbles in, in glass jars, you know, you really are just going to get that, that solid feel. And I find that really interesting that you can really feel that same sensation across the full line of clubs, and it sounds like it's no different in the CB301s. No, you're 100% right. And, and I think that's, you know, ultimately... Uh, in, in the search for the perfect club, that's what Mr. Mura and Shinya Mura and uh, and his other son Yoshitaka Mura. Um, that's what they're all trying to accomplish, and that that I think that speaks to um, you know the the ability um, of the factory of the family to design a golf club that takes to, into account the weight that a club head must be, the density. Uh, of the club head with respect to um, the cavity back or muscle back in the case of the MB001 and the the distribution of of that weight around around the club head mm-hmm. you'll note in the uh, 301 um, that uh, there's layers if you will uh, on the ca- on the back of the iron in the cavity and subtly What's been able, uh, what the design has enabled uh, the mirrors to do, is take some of that weight from where the muscle back would be, and you know, put it into the sole of the club. Hmm. You'll notice that the sole of the 301 is uh, as wide as uh, any model that we have. Um, the the perimeter weighting uh, around the uh, um, club uh, enables uh, a more forgiveness on on miss hits, but the 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 ability to put some of that weight from the cavity back down low on the club um, helps lower the center of gravity. Uh, it promotes um, a a higher ball flight, uh, easier to get that ball up in the air, and the the uh, um, uh, design of the loss and the bounce and leading edge. Uh, enable this club to perform with better ball on face contact, which is going to deliver uh, the three things that most golfers want. That's higher, straighter, and farther. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And and I find that, you know, I had the opportunity to, to go down to the PGA show in Orlando this year, and I got an up-close and personal look of the 301s, and they're gorgeous golf clubs, as all of Mira clubs typically are. And the question I have for you, Bill, is when you talk about design, you know, what – is the process there in terms of what comes first? Do do the folks at Mira and the and the designers have a look in mind uh, first before they go into the tech, or does the tech kind of define what the end product will look like? Well, I, I think that's a great question, and and it's you know it's 
almost a chicken or an egg type analogy because I, I don't think that you know you can necessarily um, have one without the other. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, uh, the mirror philosophy with respect to to any new design um, on any model that they produce is in fact that we're not going to deliver a new model into the into our product line until it improves on something that's already there. So obviously technology can can help with that. And you've seen that in some of our models where we've been able to incorporate uh, new materials into our, our standard uh, soft carbon forged um, models. But you also see it when, you know, you find uh, uh, the, uh, you also will see changes within our, our line when, um, Feedback comes from from dealers, from from golfers, with respect to uh, this is what we're looking for. We're looking for uh, more yardage. We're looking for uh, greater ball flight. We still want that feel and performance that Forge delivers, but I need the help that uh, non-Forge clubs are are maybe able to deliver a little easily. So from the Mira family point of view, and and in this particular club, it's collaboration between Mm -hmm. Shinye Mira and his brother Yoshitaka. And they're first and foremost, they're, they're really tied to the fact that, that the club has to look good at address. So there is um, a, a connection between the design and how the club looks. Now, obviously, um, through the years, we've had that uh, conversation with many who look at a, a blade iron, for example, and say, oh, I can't hit that. And you'll get uh, another person who, you know, not even necessarily a low handicap player who will say to you, I love the look of that blade. So, you know, there, there has to be some, some middle ground in terms of when you're delivering a specific model to a category that you keep in mind who your customer is and who will be playing this club. So with respect to the 301, a mid-size head, which frames the ball well, that has to look good for that uh, for that performance uh, to or for the for the golfer to take the next step in terms of um, realizing what type of performance the club is going to get. That uh, uh, we we talked about this uh, internally within our team at Mira, and, and it applies to to you know many um, uh, decisions uh, that we make on a daily basis, whether we're buying a car. Uh, whether we're buying a house, whether we're, you know, buying a, a, a jacket. If you like the looks of it, you're more likely to take the next step and not necessarily compromise right. um, how something looks just for the sake of uh, performance. So I think that's an integral part of it. Um, that being said, um, the design process, uh, the mirrors are never going to compromise um, the integrity of their product. And to the point of Mr. Mira uh, many years ago, establishing uh, a philosophy within your uh, manufacturing, which was uh, we will build golf clubs to perform first and sell second. And that sort of flies in the face of, uh, you know, common logic with respect to a a retail business where you're looking to uh, obviously sell as many golf clubs as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, His philosophy is I, I want them to perform first. Now, I think it, Probably you can you can follow a, a little bit of a, a, a string of logic there that if they do perform, then you know golfers will 
discover, you know, what beer is and who beer is. So sure. the, the, your, your question, your question, you know, again, I, I may have talked around it a little bit, but both components that you spoke of are important. And uh, I think, you know, if I was going to lean one way, the, the, the importance and the integrity of, of the design so that that club performs well um, would trump the other. And, you know, what's interesting about clubs these days, and you touched on this a little bit about just performance in general, it seems like performance within, especially irons, follows certain trends of what golfers are looking for, as with most products in, in any industry. And one of the trends that I'm noticing, and listeners to this show notice, are the, the length that the irons need to go. And you even mentioned that this, uh, the CB301s are the longest cavity-back iron that Mira has produced. But when I look at the, the loft specifications, for example, they're not incredibly strong lofts. And so what I find, what I really appreciate about a company like, like Mira is that it sticks to more of the traditional feel uh, of what golf clubs, quote-unquote, quote-unquote, quote should feel like and and i imagine that that's done on purpose yeah i i think i think you know we'd be we'd be naive to think that it doesn't impact you know every manufacturer in some way but you know to your point uh you know a forged golf club in particular and i think mira's uh uh philosophy in, in a general sense has always been about delivering a these are my words, not Mr. Mira's, but delivering a 138-yard uh, shot to a uh, tucked pin, you know, just over a bunker. Um, you know, we all have the capabilities of, of hitting that shot and, you know, to execute it, uh, knowing exactly how far the ball will travel with a, with a purely struck shot is, is, you know, to a large extent what golf is. Um, you know, we all love to uh, hit the big drives and uh, but I think the joy and satisfaction of, uh, of an iron shot into a green is, is, you know, simply what we feel the game is all about. So mm-hmm. to your point, uh, you know, maintaining a, a desired ball flight, a launch angle, um, which, which allows that ball um, to uh, go the distance it was attend- intended to go and then uh, be able to optimize the spin on that ball to stop on the green at, at the yardage desired is absolutely an integral part. And it, and you know, it, it's, it's, there's no doubt that, that, uh, 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 you know, a short iron is, is an easier iron to hit than a long iron. And sure. I think golf has made a lot of adjustments, you know, in terms of, um, helping us, you know, uh, have, uh, more more of those shorter shots uh you know based on the loss of the clubs but to your point um you know to um, have uh more traditional loss i think uh certainly serves us well it also allows us to blend uh or our our uh, our um, uh, team mira players to blend uh models in, in in terms of a set so we'll see that you know, maybe a, a 301 in in, a, in the long irons. We'll see maybe the 501s uh, in the in the mid irons, and even the blade iron, the MB001 in the short iron. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, to have consistency in terms of loss between the models also serves us well for combination sets. It's always great to get your hands on 
a, a beautiful a new iron or a beautiful new driver and to actually go to a store and try it. And with uh, clubs like or brands like Mira, you actually have to go to a club fitter. And and certainly we are huge proponents of getting fit for your clubs here on the podcast. Uh, but I understand that, you know, not everyone could make their way to a club fitter to really experience what they want to experience with a brand. And you touched on this a little bit earlier, Bill, about the development of a new website for Mira. Maybe talk a little bit more about what's going into the design of the new website and, and how it can benefit people interested in your brand. Well, uh, and I appreciate the opportunity to uh, to talk about this. And um, we... Um, we our, our website uh, has recently launched. Um, I think the thing we're most proud of with the website is the fact that we get to tell the mirror story, and we're you know that we're quite um, you know I as you can imagine I'm, I'm always willing to uh, to talk about it, but uh, to be able to have someone discover that there is a Mr. Mira, there is a Mira factory, and uh, a family that essentially. Uh, has been um, manufacturing golf clubs, sports golf clubs for gee, over 50 years now. It's, it's really something. So uh, the fact that uh, in many respects, we, we pick up something like a golf club or sports golf club and maybe not understand that uh, it's handmade, that uh, every club head is unique, that uh, in the mirror process, it goes through 14 different steps where it's hands on the whole way that each club is uh, is uh, hand ground, so there's a very good chance that uh, one of the irons that, or any of the irons that you're playing, if you're playing a Mura club, has been uh, ground by Yoshitaka Mura um, himself. And uh, uh, I, anecdotally, I let you know that Mr. Mura um, still has the number one chair on the grinding line, hmm. but Yoshitaka has the number two chair right next to him, and. You know, it, it, the odds are that you know he's touched your clubs, and uh, and and I think that's a pretty cool story that uh, we're able to tell. Not too often uh, in manufacturing do you get an intimate look at how a golf club um, is made and and the processes it goes through. So we're really proud about that fact. Um, it's a it's a way and an opportunity for golfers to to learn you know about the clubs they're playing, or if they're thinking about Europe, what separates us from from others in the industry but the other part that were were two other factors that we're really happy to uh, uh, discuss is number one um, we're able to uh, promote the custom fitting aspect of, of golf and with a dealer locator that allows you to find a, an authorized dealer, dealer uh, no matter where you are in the world uh, certainly the 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 advance of club fitting uh, is is significantly increasing. Uh, there's uh, a very good chance that no matter where you are, there is a dealer who's going to be able to um, match up the, the proper club head with uh, the right shaft, the grip, the lie angle, and that's going to give you the best chance of, of having success you know, once you step onto the golf course. And that's, you know, that's important, obviously, for Mira, but it's important for, you know, all manufacturers to, to be able to uh, have guardians of the game, you know, be able to, you know, deliver the opportunity for success. And so pr being able to promote our dealers online uh, or on our website is, is absolutely a key part of what we're doing. We also recognize that uh, 
you know, not every uh, location or not every golfer is going to have a mirror de- dealer within his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So we also have the ability for, for golfers to, to shop on our online store. And we invested a lot of uh, time and effort into uh, promoting a, a good experience, an easy experience for someone to uh, go through the mirror shop to choose a club head, a shaft, a grip, uh, enable him or her to uh, enter their specific uh, specifications with respect to lie angle or length of club, choose a grip, and have those clubs delivered uh, right to your door. And and that's been a that's been a uh, a, a really uh, challenging proposition uh, just based on how personal golf clubs can be but uh, I think working in concert with our dealers uh, we have an opportunity to allow golfers to have a look at, uh, at, at what Euro has to offer what options are out there uh, decide if uh, a premium shaft or an upgraded shaft might be right for them mm-hmm. and even take that uh, that prescription which they may have uh, walked through on our site take it to their local Mira dealer and say yeah, I've decided this is what I want to do, but I'd like to be fit or, or have you uh, build this for us. So we believe it works in concert with our dealers. And uh, again, to, to make sure that uh, we have a way to, you know, put mirror in front of uh, golfers, uh, whether or not there's a, an authorized dealer uh, in their town or not. And listeners, once again, the website is miragolf.com. And, and Bill, it sounds like it's really going to change the way that people perceive the brand and in a positive way, because I know that at least speaking for myself prior to having the opportunity to play your products, you know, I always figured that Mira was the premium brand that I would never have the chance to, to play. And you know, that there, there, you guys still are a premium brand. And then there's one final topic I kind of want to get into uh, with you, Bill is the, the onslaught, it almost seems, of the direct-to-consumer brands that are popping up, which are offering cheaper alternatives or less expensive alternatives. What is your stance on that? I know that Mira isn't the most inexpensive brand in the world, but you certainly get the quality as everything that you just explained. You get the quality for what you pay, but yet there are still these direct-to-consumer brands that are popping up. What, what is the, the take on that? Well, I'll give, I'll give you, I think, you know, the best way to answer that question is, is obviously not to talk about others, but to talk about Mira. And certainly that's a lesson I learned from Mr. Mira long ago. Uh, it was, uh, he's often, often asked about uh, work he's done on behalf of other manufacturers, which is a, a little off topic, I recognize. But he says, I have enough to worry about with respect to how I manufacture our golf clubs. Um, I prefer to you know, focus my attention there. So staying with what we do. But to your point, uh, you know, there, there in recent years, um, there certainly have been more brands come to the marketplace that have uh, raised the eye level, if you will, of consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that I think has been, uh, you know, both a challenge and a blessing for, for everyone in golf. Um, recognizing that I think for many years um, retail pricing on, on, on golf clubs um, was didn't necessarily differentiate um, the premium products um, from even entry level products. And sure. uh, that's in no, no way do I mean to to um, 
you know, talk down to, to any equipment in the industry because it all has a, a, a purpose and a, and a slot that uh, it's put into. But with respect to Mira, uh, the Mira manufacturing process is, as we mentioned earlier, is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a, it's a process that doesn't lend itself to mass production. And as such, um, you know, it, it is at a premium price, but we don't apologize for it. And as you mentioned, um, we believe that uh, the attention to detail, the tolerances in the club head weights, for example, um, all contribute to delivering what is ultimately um, what we believe is the best forged product uh, on the planet. So uh, I, I believe that, uh, that there's, um, you know, certainly uh, an opportunity for, for all brands out there. Uh, we're excited that uh, and, and, and hopeful that more and more, um, you know, young, young people are making their way uh, into golf. We, we see it from a, on a junior level that uh, with, with a website like ours and social media where we're trying to, to uh, make a, a, a splash as well, that the, the, the junior golfer, the college golfer, is very much aware of, of what's happening in the industry with respect to the quality of products mm-hmm. and, and the performance of products. And, you know, from that standpoint, we see that, uh, you know, Europe, from that standpoint, is not out of reach of of any golfer, especially when you consider that the ability to to grow with that uh, set of clubs. Uh, for example, a junior golfer, you know, um, gets stronger and uh, and needs to uh, have a, a stronger shaft. For example, uh, a forged head, you're able to pull those uh, original shafts out and and put a a stronger, longer shaft in there as the golfer. Um, grows in that sense so you know it's not an annual purchase we see uh, mm-hmm. golfers that would commit to a set of irons that would be three four five years or more and um, for that sense you're you, you with a custom club fitter uh, your dealer you know you're able to continue to get the maximum performance out of those clubs so to answer your question um, you know we believe that uh, um, the perception that Mira was uh you know, not for everybody, um, has been dispelled. I mean, certainly mm-hmm. our website will will allow you to see that you're you're getting value for your money, and um, we know that it delivers performance. I think that's perfectly stated, especially the point that you raised, Bill, about growing with a set of clubs. And I, and I'm glad that you went there uh, because that that is so true, especially during a time. And and I know, and I fully appreciate uh, your take on uh, keeping it centered on Mira. But I'll even go so far as to say that, you know, in a time when customers have a ton of different options to choose from, especially every single year from other companies, it's it's wonderful to know that a company like Mura can grow along with the golfer using the same uh, world-renowned forging technology that you guys certainly have perfected over the years. And so I do appreciate your thoughts on that topic. Uh, once again, folks, this is Mr. Bill Halawati of Mira Golf. Bill, thank you so much for taking some time today. And listeners, go out and try the CB301s. I think you're really going to enjoy what you see. And, Bill, I hope we can do this again in the near future. Well, Adam, let's not. Uh, make it as many years uh, between uh, the last one. Um, would, would, would love to, uh, to come back at any time, uh, uh, whether or not we talk golf or talk sports or, 
anything but politics. Uh, I'll, I'll be there for you. Amen on that, sir. You have a good rest of your evening, and thanks again. Okay, thanks, Adam. Take care. Bye-bye.